Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I know he's uh, excited because he just had a new uh, grandbaby here a few days ago. From uh, Forbes, national baseball columnist Barry Bloom joins me on the program on the SDCCU uh, fan hotline. And Barry, uh, am I correct? Aren't you a grandfather yet again? You are correct on both angles that I am a grandfather again. The great Cortez was born last Tuesday. Uh, my son, Rafi, and his wife, Ashley's, uh my second grandchild. And you and I are close friends. Well, uh, looking forward. Are you coming to the Padre game uh, Friday night by any chance? No, I'm not. Okay, I thought you might uh, come in. Bruce Boatsley's final go-round at Petco Park is the manager of the San Francisco Giants. Can you believe what the Giants are doing right now? Uh, yeah, it, after watching in the first two months of the season, <laughs> no. But, you know, with Bochi and and Farhan, you know, basically putting together, running through a lot of players, trying to get the right mix just to find people who can play, whether they pick them up from outside, brought them up from inside the organization. Uh, it, you know, they have, you know, still pretty good starting pitching. They've got that guy bullpen lights out at the end, which Boach always utilizes really well, as you know. So, you know, nothing surprises me. But to me, this is Bochy's best job. And uh, it might be his last game with the Giants at Petco Park, but it may not be his last game at Petco Park. Uh, Well, I'm going to ask you this question, because when Boach was in town last time, I went down and talked to him. And we talked about uh, a couple of different things outside of baseball because uh, I've known him for a long period of time. But the last thing I said to him uh, when I shook hands said, hey, you know, have a good weekend and good to see you. And I go, Boach, I looked right in his eye and I said, I'm not convinced you're done managing. And he, he kind of got a smile on his face, put his uh, two hands in his back pockets and just said, ah, we'll see about that. What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, you know, about about a month ago, I wrote this that you know, Bochy should go back to San Diego. It should be his last stop. Nothing against Andy Green. If Andy Green could get it going, you know, more power to him. But if not, it'd be great to have Bochy over the top and have him finish his career back in San Diego. So I, it, it, we were in Arizona, and uh, you know, I said to Bochy, "I'm going to start campaigning for you to be the Padres manager." <laughs> and you know, and you know, Bochy goes. Well, don't do that. My uh-huh. wife will kill me. And I go, oh, so you told your wife that you're not going to manage anymore. And he goes, well, I never say never about anything. So I write the column. It gets, uh, you know, huge play all over the place. I'm in San Francisco early June. They're playing the Dodgers. Come into his office. And he goes, I see I see you have me punching the Padres. And I said, well, you know, I told you I was going to write that. And he said, well, I didn't think anybody read you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so it was great. So it's, uh, yeah, look, uh, if they have a really good season there, I, I, you know, I know he's gotten along better with Farhan than he thought he was going to. I think Farhan's got along better with him. You know, it's a great organization. He's established there. 
it wouldn't be on the realm to me to have them say, hey, look, Boach, you did a great job here. Do you want to keep it going as we're building this thing? And it might not be his last go-around with the Giants either. Nothing would surprise me. I mean, he's 64 years old. The only element to it is that, you know, he's had the four heart procedures in a very short period of time. His wife really does want him to get out of it and and relax. And I think that that's really the major issue, whether he's going to keep managing or not. Yeah, I know he told me, uh, because we were talking, because I had a heart ablation surgery here uh, about uh, six, seven weeks ago. And uh, he had the same thing that I had, and we were kind of comparing notes on that. And he told me uh, since he had it, uh, he hasn't felt better uh, in in the last three years than he feels right now. And he looked good, which because uh, there have been a couple of times he's come to San Diego over the last few years, I kind of was concerned about him health wise. Well, I mean, he had the he's had two ablations because the first one right. didn't take. Right, which happens sometimes, and he's had a cardio version because of AFib. And he's had the stents put in because, uh, you know, of a potential heart attack so and a blocked arteries. So, and his father died at 65 of a heart attack. Right. So, I mean, you have all of that there. And you know, at some point you go, well, maybe is enough is, is enough. But you know, he's been walking around. I've heard enough stories from people where it's like, you know, he, he tells people, well, what am I going to do now? Because I have nothing to do. And it's like, well, you'll go hunting, you'll go fishing, I'll go with you. And it's like, it's not like Flannery who quit and just went on the road with the band and is doing like, uh, you know, 50 games pre and post game up in San Francisco to make ends meet. You know, he had a whole other life to contribute himself to, and Boach doesn't. No, and, uh, you know, Boach, uh, you know, I think uh, he'd, I think maybe if he took a year off, uh, I don't know if he'd even be content taking a year off. We'll have to wait and see. That's going to be an interesting to, to watch because I, I brought up, I go, Boach, there are going to be teams that kick the tire to see if you're going to manage. He goes, well, we'll see. And, you know, we will see. It's going to be well, interesting. Yeah. But I think he likes the idea of keeping the, keeping it out there. There's no doubt. Even if he has like a 10% chance that he wants to come back somewhere, I think he really likes the whole thing of keeping it there and keeping people, you know, guessing. It's fun to him. We're so, visiting. Hey, why not? I mean, we like doing it too, so why not? Oh yeah, we're visiting with Barry Bloom from uh, Forbes, our national baseball columnist, joining us on the SDCCU uh, fan hotline. I've been saying today, Barry. Uh, you know, I'm watching the Padres right now, and they got some young talent, but they're going backwards. I mean, they're six games under 500. they They're six games back in the wild card. You're playing for 2020 right now, but the way they're playing, they're not uh, convincing me that they are going to be a contender in 2020, and I think they need to trade Kirby Yates. My question to you, if they were wanting to trade Kirby Yates, what could they get in return that would help this ball club going forward into 2020? Well, I think the Padres are really at a spot where, you know, they've done the rebuilding of their minor league system. It's not like they need to go out and trade Yates for, you know, some more minor league parts that they can just throw down there. You know, so the question is, would they wind up with a frontline starter that would compensate for for Yates? And I don't think at this point anybody's giving up a a, a full-time starter in this market with as many teams that are still involved in in, in, in the postseason rush as, uh, you know, as there is. You know, there are teams, uh, certainly, you know, Boston is could use Yates, but they're not going to give up a starter. Minnesota could get to do could use them, but they're not giving up a starter. So, I mean, so 
really what the Padres need and why they are in this predicament. You know, and you could see it coming 500 miles an hour at you in spring training with no veteran starting pitching in the rotation and, 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 and putting it all on kids who had been in not only double A, triple A, but single A to try and carry the load with pitch counts and all kinds of things and guys coming off TJ surgery and arm injury like Paddock. I mean, I love Paddock, but I mean, he's on a limited, you know, uh, leash. So, I mean, what it did was it burnt out their bullpen in the very early going when even they were playing well. And by the time they turned around, people were figuring out these kids starters and they just had no, uh, you know, veterans starting pitching to fall back on. And if you're really, you know, I, I, I see it on Padre Twitter, you know, that if they think Garrett Richards is going to be the answer, well, come again. This is an often injured pitcher who's just coming off Tommy John surgery, and it takes a good year to come off Tommy John surgery and get your legs back if you stay healthy. So, I mean, that's not the answer. They need pitching, and they should have gone out. They, they, should, they, they, they spent their wad of money on Machado, and they didn't have the money to add uh, Keuchel or somebody who would have really stabilized the rotation and given them a chance. And, and that's where they are. And as you said, yeah, you look at it, they've got Urs, they've got the Tees, they've got guys coming, they have young pitching that, that is going to be very good at some point if they don't burn them all out. You know, uh, Famil, you know, the kid behind the plate. Uh, you know, Renfro's had a good year. You know, they need a Sean Myers at some point. But to me, I wouldn't trade Yates, not in a minute. The guy it, has had a tremendous year, and all you're going to have to do is, is, is replace him and again, it's like, you know, elimination, and, and you have to fill a spot. Who are you going to do to put into that spot, keep them, and build around them? What's the point of trading them if you're not going to get anything that's really credible to help your team on the major league level? Like I said, they don't need prospects. Well, that that's the key. If they could get something to help them in the major league level, I think you you got to move him. But uh, again, you know, he's 32 years of age, having the best year he's ever had. He'll be 33. Hopefully, the Padres contend in 2020 because he's a free agent after 2020. Now, I got a couple of other quick questions before I let you go, Barry. Robot umpires. When are we going to see him in the major leagues? Anytime soon? I uh, you know I wrote a column on this about uh, uh, two weeks ago, a week ago. It, it's coming. You know, they're, you know, diddling around with it in the, in the minor leagues. It's going to be in the Arizona Fall League this year. They already have it in every major league ballpark. You know, StatCast and TrackMan are in every ballpark with a zillion different cameras and angles that we never see. And they basically judge the umpires and score them based on that system that's already in the parks. So the system's here. It's just a matter of 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 negotiating with the players association and the umpires union to get them to do it. And if you do the same massaging that you did with instant replay with both groups, ultimately it'll, it'll get involved as long as it doesn't cost anybody any jobs. And, you know, you're not going to eliminate the home plate umpire because he has other things that he has to do. He's going to have to keep count of what's happening with the electronic zone and call, still call the balls and strikes and notify everybody what's going on. And he'll probably have a decision-making situation that if there's a, an obvious mistake in the electronic call or something goes wrong, he's going to have to make a decision. So you're going to need the umpire. You're not cutting back on any umpires. So I, I think it's easy, and it takes the pressure off the umps 
And if I'm an ump, why would I want to be continued to be graded on a day-to-day basis on my calls when you're you know, basically you're saying 92% or something of the calls are really good, but 8% are not. And that 8% margin is, is really huge and it really affects games. So if you have the technology, use it. And I think it's coming within a year or two. Barry Bloom joining us on the SDCCU uh, fan hotline, national columnist for uh, Forbes. Uh, when does the DH come to the National League? I think the DH comes to the National League in the next collective bargaining agreement. I mean, basically, Manfred has, has said so. It, the question is, you know, uh, what, what the Players Association gives up in, in return. You know, it's a bargaining chip at this point. And obviously, the Players Association has already suggested it. They want it right now. Uh, it, it, you know, it's going to add another mean salaried player rather than a, than a $555,000 player, which is the minimum salary right now. So it's going to bring up the salary structure for everybody in the league. And, and the thing is, it's over. I mean, I'm a, you know, Coach, uh, like you, I'm, I'm a traditionalist. Uh-huh. And as a traditionalist, for years, I've been tired of watching the NL play games, the AL play games in NL parks. I don't want to see pitchers hitting who don't hit all year and in some cases haven't hit since they were in middle school, like Andrew Suarez of the Giants. <laughs> I mean, the guy hasn't hit since, since in Florida since middle school. <laughs> and, and, and I was you know, laughing with Coachy about this last year, and he said, you know, how would you like it if I put together all of his bets in a video so you could really watch it? <laughs> I go, no, 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 thanks, Coach. That's that's fine. I mean, with the thirteen-man pitching staffs, the the short benches where you have three guys and a catcher, it doesn't give you the maneuverability of the old days. I mean, gee, when I covered the Padres back in the '80s, you had nine or ten pitchers on the staff. You had a bench of five or six guys. You had right-handed hitter, left-handed specialist coming off the bench. You even could carry a pinch runner if that's what you wanted to do. And your backup catcher, an infielder, an outfielder. Now you have to have guys who play everywhere, and you can exhaust your bench in a minute like Dave Roberts does in L.A. all the time. He's always running out of players. So this way you have the DH and you deal with it, and the flip-flops and all the craziness that go along with it is gone. You know, I'm all for it. All righty, Barry, uh, as always, great to have you, a wealth of knowledge, and uh, hopefully I'll see you at Petco Park before too long. Yeah, call me more, will you? Call me more. All right, we'll look forward to it, Barry. Now that I'm on 12 to 3, uh, uh, I know you know where I'm at every day, at uh, Monday through Friday, buddy. Have a great day. Ryan, congratulations on that, Coach. It was well-deserved. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 